You're listening to Orange and Blue Bloods. Hosted by EJ Stewart and Tommy Beer. Let's get to it, New York. LeBron James, of all people. Not someone I expected to talk about to start a, a big podcast, but we now have to talk about it because LeBron, uh, Lakers star, shocked much of the NBA world when he announced that he would consider retirement this offseason. The comments came after the Lakers were swept by the Denver Nuggets on Monday night. Meanwhile, Vegas is now posting odds for where LeBron James could land if he ends up leaving the Lakers this offseason. Some looking at LeBron making these comments suggesting that maybe this is him trying to maybe finagle his way out of Los Angeles. And so far, according to Vegas, the team with the best chance to land the king is the New York Knicks. Took me by surprise when I saw it crossover this week, Tommy. Uh, first of all, let's go into the should question. Should the Knicks consider trading for LeBron James at this moment in time? Uh, yeah, I, I don't think so. Um, just just in terms of the of the bigger kind of issue here, um, in terms of Vegas odds. So um, as someone who's uh, covered the league for a while and wrote for a various number of outlets, um, a lot of these bet online and, and some other, you know, uh, Vegas uh, sports books have these big blast emails. And I'm on the receiving end of, you know, rookie of the year odds. And, you know, the, the Kyrie Irving has demanded a trade. Who's the team he's most likely to land on odds and all these other stuff. The, the couple things to keep in mind. One, they limit the amount you can bet. So, you know, you may say, yeah. well, I'm familiar with the, you know, I know somebody who knows somebody in the front office. I'm going to bet. Uh, I know that, that, you know, that, that KD is going to sign with Brooklyn. So I'm going to bet, you know, $3 million on the nets and, and double, you know, make a quick 6 million bucks. If I'm wealthy or $10,000 or whatever you have. Um, the issue is they limit the max number you can bet. So it's usually like $50, $20, sometimes a hundred dollars, something along those lines. So this is not something they, you know, put a great deal of time into because yeah, they've there's, never there's not, you're not going to be, you're not going to be able to retire from your job from winning on hundred percent. And the, and the, and the sports books do this because they have limited exposure and it also generates um, some uh, potentially some traffic to their site. You know, for instance, right. they'll send me the odds and say, you know, if you, if you list the odds, please, you know, our Twitter handle is at bet, bet OG online or bet, you know, Caesars at Vegas.com, you know, whatever the case is. So they want to generate exactly. some, some, some money, some action, some, some buzz around their particular sports book. Um, so if you're doing that, would you say that LeBron has the greatest odds to, to, to wind up with the Minnesota Timberwolves? Or the New York Knicks? Which one's going to generate the most buzz? Which one's going to get podcast talking and websites clicking and, and all this other stuff? So that's that's a big factor into that. So I say all that to say I don't think there is any chance LeBron James ends up um, in New York. If you have an opportunity to trade for LeBron James, absolutely you should. I understand he's going to be 39, you know, in, in, in December, um, but he's still, you know, one of the, you know, 10, 15 best players in the NBA, you know, um, if you had to start a franchise, you know, there was just, there's no doubt that you would want LeBron James in your team. Um, but I think there's a um, very, 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 very minuscule chance that he considers being traded. Um, and I don't think the Knicks have the assets the Lakers would want if they were going to trade him, because I think it would be a complete rebuild scenario. Um, so yeah, that's kind of where I land on the whole LeBron thing. Yeah. I mean, in terms of should the Knicks trade for LeBron, I'm actually going to say no. I don't know if, if, if it makes sense for them. I don't think this is necessarily the best. It's a good fit, I think, in terms of next year. If I could have LeBron James next season as opposed to Julius Randle and or R.J. Barrett, I'd rather have LeBron James, of course. I think in terms of the ceiling LeBron puts on this team, I just don't know. 
how high it is given what I saw from this postseason and this regular season from LeBron James. LeBron is still a spectacular player, still a top 10 player around that range in the NBA. But as we saw when they played against a team like the Denver Nuggets, he couldn't carry a pretty good Lakers team. That, that team that, that was not the team that we saw earlier this year. We saw a team that kind of developed into a pretty good team. He couldn't carry that team against a, a full deep roster with a mega mega star like Jokic in the in the uh, in the NBA conference finals against the Denver Nuggets. Um, we saw during his postseason where there were games where a lot of it was AD um, leading the charge and LeBron kind of playing second fiddle and him making clutch shots, making big plays down the track. Austin Reeves making big shots. So I think we kind of saw, I think, the ceiling for what a team can do with LeBron James as your best player at this point, unless you have a super team. I think that it's probably like conference finals. Maybe you don't get swept. Maybe with the Knicks, you could win some games. But I, I, I don't know if you win a championship with LeBron. And that's my problem because if you're trading for LeBron, then you're talking about a really one-year window, probably. Maybe two-year window. I don't know. Um, I would just say this. The last time we saw LeBron James play was an elimination game. He had a 40-point triple-double. He did. You know? so, he so, did. Uh, and I think LeBron will age. It's been proven. He's, you know, nobody's ever done what he's done at age 38. I think 30, age 39. Listen, the, the issue with LeBron is you, at this point, he's, you know, he's a 16-game player. You, you know, you're going to sit him out frequently during the regular season um you're going to manage his minutes you know at, at I, it, it, one of the other questions you have queued up here is you know do you think you retire my answer to that is no um i don't think he will either yeah i, I doubt he's even he'll even seriously consider it um i think he's got at least two years left he's talking about wanting to play with Bronny. um i could see i could see a couple scenarios um i wouldn't be shocked if he took a year off um, watched, you know, Bronny play at USC for a year, watched his son, uh, Bryce play in high school, spend some time with his daughter, take her to the park and whatnot. Um, and then come back for, for a year for Bronny's rookie season. Um, but I think the more likely scenario is he has off season surgery. Um, another thing to keep in mind, he struggled a bit this postseason, but he was also humbled, clearly, um, uh, limited, you know, due to, due to the injury. Um, yeah, so, sure. so he has off season surgery, missed maybe the first two months of the season, first three months of the season, come back, you know, skip back to backs and, you know, basically fine tune for the playoffs. Um, my thinking just as far as Knicks related was if you have Brunson and LeBron, um, with a decent supporting cast. Um, you have a chance again in a wide open East to, to make some noise. Um, you know, I, I would never count out LeBron. I think when you have a player like Brunson, that would give you two of, you know, maybe the 10 best players of, you know, if you could take any players starting today, let's say you're you going to have any 10 players in the NBA in a postseason series, Brunson and LeBron would be in that, that category. They'd be in the conversation. They, 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 yeah. first picks essentially. Definitely. Um, so, so if you have those two guys, um, depends on what you'd have to give up to Lakers, um, Brunson's really the only untouchable in my mind, but if you have to give up all your depth, um, then it probably makes it counterproductive. Um, but again, I, I don't, I don't think that that's much of a possibility. Um, but I do think LeBron has, has plenty of gas left in the tank relative. Of course, he's never going to be the 2011, 12 LeBron that, you know, could simply dominate and take over series. Um, but again, I think he's, he could be one of the best players on the championship team. Um, so you have a guy like that in Brunson. If you could add a guy like that in LeBron and, you know, get lucky on, you know, kind of the tertiary pieces, um, somebody steps up and has a big series, then you, you kind of put yourself in the, in, in the conversation, I'd say. I, I see that, but again, look at this series. He did have that 40-point game to right. close the series, which was back against the wall, or everything on the line. In his head, maybe he was thinking this may be my last game ever. I mean, I don't I don't know, but like right, he, right. I had to cross his mind if he's talking about it in the post game. 
And that was the performance he put on. He's an all-time great. That wasn't that surprising. But those other games before that, they, he put up good games. They were not bad games. But he, he clearly seemed outgunned. He seemed a little old. And, like, and one of the things that scares me the most right now is injuries. Like we've seen LeBron deal with these injuries more and more as he's gone on. It's weird. It's almost like him as a player hasn't diminished. But it's just, we're really seeing the age more in his health than it is really what he actually does on the court. He can still, you know, launch, jump from the dotted and throw down a tomahawk like he's 25 years old. You know, he can still, you know, guard up against Jamal Murray, mano y mano on certain possessions and, and play all NBA defense. It's not necessarily the actual player. It's the injury. It's when right. he lands, will he twist his foot? If he, he gets hit the wrong way, will he miss a couple of weeks, miss a month? Like that is where the, the concern I would have is if you're talking about truly only a one or two year window with someone who is that injury prone. That is the risk I would have because I think that it would cost significant uh, capital. Because for me, if I'm the Lakers, like when you're getting, yes, you're getting LeBron James, yes, you're getting an older player, but you're also getting like a, a megastar, an icon in not just basketball, but in sports. So there's a tax that goes on to that too. Forget about, okay, I'm only getting a one year rental. You're getting one of the most iconic players in basketball. And now he's coming to your city. He's going to be playing in your arena. It's going to be now your revenue, your ticket prices get to go back up, which, you know, James Olin would love. So if I'm the Lakers, I, Randall is not enough. I don't even know oh. if R.J. Barrett is enough. I, I don't know if two first-round picks is enough. Like, I think that you're going to have to pay a, a hefty price for LeBron if he were to say, I'm going to be – I want to be traded, and I'm not paying that from the Knicks. I'm sorry. Yeah. Not for a guy who I think is going to be good for one or two years. I think I, – I disagree with that. I think he, if he wants to stick around, it'll be better than – you know, you get a little bit longer window. But that being said, as far as the Lakers in terms of their leverage, they would have zero essentially because LeBron would say – uh, maybe he makes more than one team, a couple teams, but it's not like you can, tr you know, you can open 29 teams are open in the bidding. You know, he, he's only going to accept a trade to a, to a handful of teams. Um, so that might limit yeah. what the Lakers but, could request, you know. But I do think the Lakers are going to try to recoup a lot of these assets that they lost. Remember, they, they made that Anthony Davis trade. They made that Russell Westbrook trade. Like, they essentially have no draft picks they could trade up until 2029. Like, I, I think that if you're saying, okay, we're going to trade – arguably the greatest player of all time, a guy who we both agree can still play at an extremely high level. Uh, I'm going to make sure I get a lot of those assets back. And they got quite a lot that they lost. So I don't want to be, you know, helping the Lakers future uh, in hopes right. that LeBron can get me in title in one or two years. I will say this though. And one of the questions I have about um, what a package would look like for LeBron. So I was saying, okay, I think that'd be a lot. I mean, do you think it'd be less than that? Like, what are you, what are you saying? Um, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I would say um, I mean it's tough to to figure again because there's there's limited options. Let me throw let me kind of twist it on you a little bit, EJ. Yeah. Um, I think the Lakers need somebody who's going to produce in the regular season. My thinking, it, 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 as far as LA related, was would they trade for Randall um, mm. if they kept LeBron? What 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 do you think about a, if they sign and trade Rui Hachimura, Malik Beasley, Vanderbilt, and a first round pick for Randall and Fournier? Which side says no? I think the Knicks say no. Okay, I think the Knicks. I think I think the Knicks say no because I think I think if they're trading Randall, that actually was some I don't know was a podcast but i saw i guess michael scotto hope soup type was with bagley and, and uh bondi i think uh i think they had mentioned how they were talking about if they see a randall trade happening it would be for in a payment a package for a star which is kind of how i've always seen it even though i would not be opposed to the uh you know scaling down a little bit just to get randall kind of off the team 
<laughs> I think that that's very important at this point. But um, I, it just doesn't seem like that's the way the Knicks see him. So I think the Knicks way no, because I think they would think they, they should get more for a guy who's a all NBA third team this year, a second team all NBA guy a couple of years ago. But like I was, we've talked about it before on this on this podcast, Randall's such a confounding player because I've never seen a guy who produces so well in the regular season. Has had two of the last three seasons, two absolute monster seasons offensively. Apparently, have such little value in the NBA. I I, I don't. I understand this somewhat, but it seems a little extreme. Like we've had other temperamental stars who, when they get traded, you know, they get the teams are able to get back decent value for him. I mean, he's not Rasheed Wallace. He's not a guy who's getting 50 technical fouls. I mean, yeah, he's temperamental and yeah, he could be a bad teammate at times, but this is a guy who's giving you 25 and 10 and five assists. And, uh, you know, I don't know. So I, it's not a terrible trade. The fact that I can, uh, you know, offload Fournier would be great and I get a first round pick back. Another thing I think about the weird thing about that too is is what are you doing with those forwards? Because okay, Rui comes in, right. and now you got Vanderbilt, and then Obi Toppin still on the team. Are they fighting for the starting spot at the four? How much am I paying Rui? I guess would also be a question. I think it just gives you greater flexibility. Again, in, in terms of draft picks, you can either t- it would either be the the Lakers twenty twenty nine pick, which could be a great pick. You know, no LeBron yeah, will be gone, definitely. Anthony Davis will be gone. They they've gutted their their you know their, their future picks, or the the Lakers can also trade the seventeenth overall pick from this coming draft after they make the after they make the selection, they could trade it. Um, and then you just have some flexible pieces. You know, you can include Malik Beasley in the deal if you want to get him back in the deal, Max Christie. Um, you know, you can kind of have the Lakers throw in these, these ancillary pieces, and then you can flip them for future draft picks or, you know, just right. kind of just have guys on the roster. You know, Vanderbilt's on a contract that pays him less than $5 million. Um, if you can get Rui at a relatively cheap contract, that's a team-friendly contract. Um, and he also played really well in the postseason. Um, you know, shot 60 Rui, yeah, he played great in the postseason. Absolutely. Played really well. I mean, you factor in, you know, his efficiency in the postseason versus Randall's. Again, there's no oh, comparing man. the players. Randall's infinitely better. Regular season player. But, again, I just – I can't help but think – are you going to be confident game one of the first round series in 2023, 2024, if Randall's on the team, like, are you going to be confident he's going to play well? If he's, even if he's fully healthy, even if he has a great regular season, and that's the best case scenario that he has a great regular season. What if he struggles in the regular season? Um, I just don't know if you can, if you can, you know, risk taking that team um, in a wide open East into the postseason. So those are, those are the kind of thoughts I'm, you know, we'll, we'll be talking about Randall trades, yeah, I broke it down. I, I wrote about um, a, a potential trade for Pascal Siakam in the newsletter today, um, along with this this Lakers trade. Um, and there's going to be more down the pipeline, a lot of to discuss. Um, but I just think you kind of have to think outside the box a little bit. Um, and the more I think about it, the just the the, the body language, the, the 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 lack of you know energy and effort defensively, um, really frustrating. And and it just I just don't know if you can yeah. enter a season with Tibbs and Randall and something you've talked about. If, if yeah. And so if you're going to trade Randall and you, if you're going to keep Tibbs, and that means you're probably going to, you know, if you're not going to bring both back, you're going to trade one. I don't know what the best package you can get for Randall. All it takes is one team to, to, to give you basically his worth, his regular season worth. That's why I think a team like the Lakers would be perfect because they need somebody just chew up minutes in the regular season. 
and be a star in the regular season. And that's exactly what Randall can do. And then they have LeBron and then he can take a back seat to AD and LeBron in the postseason and just kind of be the third wheel and get in where he fits in. Um, you know, but you know, he can be a, a starter in the regular season. So I know that that's not an ideal package for Nick fans. And you think like well, an all-star and all NBA player on a, a relatively yeah. team friendly contract. Is that the best you can get? I don't know, but there you, you have to look at all the, you know, can you parcel out that trade into a three team deal? Maybe you flip Rui, you know, in the sign and trade along with uh, the first round pick for another, you know, for another player that's a better fit or, or maybe an improvement. Um, but again, you know, I could say, well, Carl Anthony Towns is much better than Rui Hachimura, but he's going to make $50 million a right. year. Right. It's not exactly. a perfect. It's not a perfect solution. There's no silver there's, bullet with this thing. There's, exactly. There's no perfect player um, because if you had the perfect player, then then you then you wouldn't want to trade him. But you know you're going to trade a flawed player um, in in Randall that's amazing in the regular season, struggles in the postseason, and and there's some other stuff there that he could regress um, for a, maybe a combination of moderately you know priced upside assets or an overvalued star that's going to you know potentially cripple your cap. Um, so there's there's no perfect answer out there. So that's why it's worth kind of discussing and hashing these ideas out. No, it is. And to me, like the way I've seen the Randall trade, I feel like it's going to have to take a star saying they want to go to New York and it's willing to act. We have to say, all right, well, this is where they want to go. And they're really helping on making sure we send them there. And if we want to be able to still be competitive. And the other thing is that team, has to also still want to be competitive, at least in the regular season, yep. and still want to make the playoffs. And and, and, if you, and that and that star has to have an affordable contract. For instance, if Carlin D. Towns was right. at the Yankee game two days ago, says, I'm coming to New York, the Knicks, Knicks are going to be like, mm, okay, thanks, but no thanks. You know, like, again, <laughs> as we talked about, if Zach Levine says, trade me to New York, I only want to go to New York. He's an all-star. He's a superstar. But does that make sense for the Knicks? So it's, it's complicated. Yeah, it's funny. Seeing Carl Anthony Towns at that Yankee game, he was clearly doing the Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, he's on the Donovan Mitchell, you know, strategy guy. Which I'm like, yep. did he see how the Donovan Donovan Mitchell thing ended? Like, he may get his behind sent to Indiana doing all yep. this politicking in New York. You know, yep. you, you know, Donovan Mitchell had the at the Coney Island, uh, Brooklyn Cyclones <laughs> bobblehead day, and then now calling the town saying, "Hey, let me put on a Yankee hat and Yankee jersey and remind people, hey, I, I love the Yankees. I'm from the area." Let me throw out the first pitch because that's I'm like, why is Carly Towns throwing out the first pitch? Like, who's even thinking about Carly Towns in New York, except for I guess apparently Carly Towns, and and maybe this could be where he can go. So he's he's definitely on the uh, the promotional campaign. I don't know how well it's gonna work. It didn't work out for Spider Mitchell as close as that came, and I I don't I doubt it'll work for Carly Towns. Though it appears that there are people who think that that will happen at some point. We talked about playing this show. Uh, this next conversation with offseason trade, with what they do with Randall, is going to be interesting. And one last thing on the Randall thing. The other aspect as well is whatever trade you're making, like, for instance, the Pascal Siakam trade or how I mentioned with the, the Rui trade, like, then there's still this this thing of what you do with Obi Toppin. Like, that's still that's still a part of this. Like, like in my opinion, I would hope to trade Randall. Now, again, it might not be a perfect player out there. If you're trading Randall for a comparable star or a better star, I hope it would be for a guy who doesn't play power forward. So you can start Obi Toppin, who's going to be making, you know, uh, you know, relatively affordable money before his contract extension comes up and you can put him in the starting lineup. But if you're trading for Pascal Siakam, if you're paying, trading for Rui Hachimura, these are guys who Pascal Siakam absolutely starting over, over, uh, over uh, Obi Toppin and Rui could even start over Obi. That's why the Rui thing kind of intrigues me a little bit because, 
maybe Rui would be comfortable being the sixth man, you know, or, or being yeah. that part of that, 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 you know, cause he, he'd become obviously, you know, up until the final game of the Lakers postseason run, he was, you know, he's, he's operating off the bench. You bump Obi up and maybe you split their minutes, you know, 20, 25, 23, 24, 24, yeah. who's ever playing well finishes the game, you know, like they both, you know, play complementary roles. That's why they, that's why I think there would be some intrigue there. Um, you know, but because to your point, if you trade Randall for, what position do they need other than power forward if they trade if they are trading Randall? You know, they're obviously not going to trade for point guard. Shooting guard, you I, I don't want to say, you know, I, I love Grimes' upside. You have him locked into a rookie contract. Um, you have IQ to back up both those spots. Small forward, are you going to trade for a starting small forward? Then what do you do with uh, R.J. Barrett? A center, you know, DeAndre Ayton, but then you got to send out Mitchell Robinson in the deal. Um, so yeah, there's, I, I mean, I don't know what I would do if they trade for DeAndre Ayton. I, so, I, I, don't, I don't know. I'd, I'd be curled not, up in the fetal position for like two months until opening night. <laughs> if oh, I not, look at that starting line, but Aiden's on DeAndre Aiden. I don't want anything to do with DeAndre Aiden. No, oh, okay. uh, I mean, I think that I think that uh, I question, I question. He, he's extremely talented offensively. I don't know. I'm gonna take that back. I cannot say extremely talented. I think he has some talent offensively. I think he's a seed defensively, and there's something missing with I think the basketball makeup and character. I just think would be a disaster in New York. I, I would not. I would not touch him. I think he's a little bit of a buy low guy. Like I, you know, I think that the sons of sour on him. But to your point, there's probably a reason that the, they, the, that, the con, that con, I would mean buying low. It would feel better if the contract wasn't so yeah. expensive. Like he right. just signed yeah. that massive extension, and I know, and, and that's why you know when when they try to put him on other teams, I'm just like, good luck to that team. That I, I, I to me, like I, I almost would prefer him to go someplace like Utah or someplace where it's going to be super low stakes and perhaps he can kind of find himself uh, be that true number one or two option, wherever he wants to go. Cause I think that's, that's how he sees himself. And maybe that's how he kind of regenerates his career. But he's going to a team that's trying to get back to the playoffs, trying to win a championship. And he's seen as, you know, getting another third banana. Like I think that that would end terribly. I would just say that his while he did sign that contract, it's not as bad as as the other guys. Like he's making around 32, 30, 32, 32 point five next year, uh, then thirty four, then thirty five point five. So it's not the fifty million dollar, fifty to sixty million that right. yeah. pounds That's are looking. True. So it's a little bit more moderate. But I agree, it's it's not a great, it's not a value contract. It's not a team no. contract. And it's uh, funny like, the Knicks have so many contracts now that are so great yes. that like. It's kind of it kind of skews how you view other players in their contracts. Yes. You look at them and you're just like, oh, I would never touch that guy. It's like, well, I mean, there nobody else in the NBA, nobody else in the NBA has a player that's a two time All NBA guy making like 28 million, 27 million. You know, exactly. no no other team has a, a point guard who did what Brunson did in the, in the in the postseason and in the regular season making you know 26, 27 million. That's just not that doesn't exist. So so there were 20 teams that made the playoffs slash play in. The Knicks are the only one that don't have a player making above 27 million. There you go. Every other team in the NBA that made either the playoff or the play, not just the playoffs, and the play um, has at least one player. Most have multiple players making more than, than, than 30 million. The Knicks don't have anybody making more than 27. And that's going to be a big, important thing about where the Knicks make a trade if they do make one is jumping into that super max conversation. Like, this is something the Knicks just haven't been involved in since essentially Melo left. And now, if you make a trade for one of these guys, that's going to be where you're going to be going. So, 